Hello, I'm Mariette Sneijman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast on taking good care of yourself and others. The question we ask in this episode is, what do your facial features say about your true self? My guest is personal development coach Marty Marais, who was South Africa's first practicing face profiler. Welcome, Marty. Thank you very much, Mariette. Lovely to be here. To our listeners, at the end of our discussion, Marty will give us her three best tips on accepting who you are, and then it will be fun question time. Now, Marty, I've known you for many years, and I've had the privilege of seeing you in action, uh, analyzing faces quite a few times, and two things have struck me. The first thing is that you are sometimes so accurate, it's scary. And the second thing is that you are, fortunately, extremely diplomatic. So one never feels exposed. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that I can be diplomatic. I, I really hope that I convey the message um, in such a way to the clients. But the accuracy is actually what, what caught my attention initially, because I thought the lady who, who gave me a few tips on my face, uh, analyzing a few features there, I thought she was psychic. And then I realized, no, but anyone can learn how to read a face. Because face profiling is a powerful tool used to compile a comprehensive personality profile of someone. And how you do that is by analyzing the size, position, and shape of facial features. Yes, it's, it's quite complicated, isn't it? Because you also look at the relationship between those features. Yes, it is, it's very important to look at the relationship between the features because uh, it's, it's like taking a, a one verse from the Bible and, and not having it in context. So you cannot look at only one specific feature and say this is what the whole person is all about. It's like a puzzle. You build all the little pieces together to get the complete picture. So uh, can I explain how it works? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, it's it's an opportunity to not only understand yourself, but everyone else around you. So each feature on the face represents an aspect of the personality. For example, the forehead represents thinking patterns. The shape of the chin tells me how we make decisions. And the distribution of the hair on your brows reveal all about managing projects. So I can tell if you will keep your focus to the end or if you have some unfinished projects in the upper cupboard. Mm. And uh, could you give us an example or two uh, regarding the chin and decision making? Yes, the chin uh, reveals how you make decisions and that's based on the shape of the chin. If you have a round shape, it means that you are very focused on people and your decisions are based on people, how it will benefit them, how they will feel if you make the decision, etc. Now, we all learned that we have to respect other people. And when we make decisions, it's, it's often the case that we put ourselves second and the other person first. And my advice to people mostly is that when you make a decision based on people, 
try and make a win-win situation, create a win-win situation where you and the other person can benefit from it because then both are fairly happy about the decision. Because if you only put people in, uh, in front of you and, and base your decisions only on what's beneficial to them, you may wake up one day and say, but you know, this is enough now. I'm going to take my life back to myself now and I'm not going to make decisions based on people anymore. And then it's a very radical change, which is not part of who you truly are. So it's always advisable to have a win-win situation. And then people with a straight uh, chin shape, they usually base their, their decisions on facts. In other words, it's either right or wrong. It's black or white. And when they make those decisions, it is not always with the inclusion of how someone would feel about it. So they don't take people's emotions into account as much as the person with their rounded chin. So it's, it's very uh, advantageous to, to know how a person would make decisions, not only in personal relations, but also in a professional environment. I think it could give you quite an edge if you know that sort of thing. Yes, definitely. Um, the whole purpose for me to learn about face profiling or physiognomy, which is the big word for it, which just means that it's analyzing facial features and relate that to aspects of the personality. But my, my main aim is to let people understand who they truly are and also to learn how to, if I say read, I don't mean it's like reading poems or anything. There's no uh, funny stuff about it. But to read a person's features in order to know how to approach a person in a certain way. Because not all people like to hear the same type of information. Some people want personal examples as support for what you're saying. Other people want to hear only the facts. They don't care about everything that goes around it, etc. So it's, it's important to build your re relationships by understanding people. And face profiling is one of the methods you can use to truly understand not only yourself, but also other people. Yeah, it sounds very valuable to me <clears throat> to be able to know how much and what to tell other people in the sense that <laughs> I know I tend to go on and on and on sometimes and not everybody wants to hear so much detail. I would guess then, I haven't seen you for quite some time, Marie, so I would guess that your eyebrows are not too thin at the moment then. Yeah, because like, <laughs> <laughs> you mean if all the details spring out? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's it's actually so it's so wonderful to know how to approach someone. Talking about eyebrows, the the fact that I'm saying that your eyebrows aren't or maybe not that thin at the moment is when you look at eyebrows, the the number of hairs that you have on your brows actually is a very easy way to know how much information that person feels comfortable hearing. Oh. So when they have very thin brows, for instance. They would only want the bottom line. They don't want all the intricate details of what you're saying. So when, but when you speak to someone with very, with thicker brows and even those with very thick brows, the more eyebrows they are, 
on a brow, single hairs are there are on a brow, the more information they want to hear. So the more brows, the more information you need to give that person. Yeah, and if you think of someone like Frida Kahlo, the the artist who who had the brows right across from the left side to the right side of her face, what would you say about that? That's what we call a unibrow, and that means that she most probably found it very difficult to fall asleep at night because it is um, thoughts that that are just continuous. You don't know how to shut down in the evenings. There are there are quite a few people who who have seen who had a unibrow, and um, they they told me, but I can't switch off in the evenings. I don't know how to fall asleep. And then I suggested it's a choice, of course. If you want, you can remove some of the hairs and it may help you to to switch off better or easier. And it did help, but it will happen over time, not overnight. That's very interesting. So now we're talking about the mind-body connection. And that's yes. something that I don't think we're aware of often enough. Could you please talk about the mind-body connection? Yes, we are such beautiful beings and we cannot ignore the mind-body connection because what we think becomes who we are and what we are. And everything that changes on the physical face will have an effect on the aspects of the personality represented by that facial feature. So the opposite is also true. Once you have learned a little more about face profiling, you'll be able to see what the face reveals about a, pe- a person's inner thoughts and emotional welfare. It's mainly revealed by the wrinkles, by the way. Mm-hmm. But anything that you want to change from the inside, in other words, we all have our basic personality, right? And our basic character. But sometimes we are not happy with who we have become. So anything that you change from the inside, if you've done some some inner work, it will show on the face. For instance, if you, for instance, have started a new work and you used to be very creative, your nose probably would have had a a rounded shape, rounded uh, towards the outer edge. And and because you had to find very creative solutions for problems, etc. But now that you are, say, for instance, that you have changed your career completely and you have to find uh, practical solutions for problems and you need, in this position, need to think more logically, then your nose shape will actually change to a more straighter shape. And it happens, again, as I said, not overnight, but over time. Because if it really, once it has really become part of the personality or the behavior, only then it will show. You know, a good example that uh, females can relate to very easily is while we were talking about the brows, I thought, you know, we go to the salon and we have our brow shaped. And say, for instance, we had very thick brows, we may shape it into a very, um, you know, in a thinner brow. And we may even change the shape of it. Now that, if we maintain that shape in the salon, um, we we will eventually start adjusting to what that specific shape reveals. So if you had a very thick brows and you change it suddenly to thin brows, after a month or three, you will suddenly feel 
but but everything feels a bit overpowering. Where you, you used to want more information and more details from a person when they communicated with you, now suddenly you only want the bottom line. So you you will feel a bit confused actually. And also when you change the shape of it, uh, if I can give you a basics, the basics of this of the meaning of the shapes mm-hmm. around that shape. Um, means that you are sensitive to other people's feelings. So you will know when your friend comes along and say, oh, I'm fine, but you will know that it's she's actually not really fine. But you you are focused on people and their feelings. When you have straight brows, you are more focused on facts. You don't want to know about your friend's son who has done something, et cetera, et cetera. You just want to know what the, the basis of the conversation is and what the bottom line message is. So if you change the shape of your brow, it will actually influence the way you behave. Now, an uh, angle shape, which is I see these days quite popular, uh, the, the brow goes up into a... a angular shape and then comes down again that means that you need to feel in control of your situations and maybe it can also lead to wanting to become in control of people and how they behave around you now it's not a very positive um, feature but if you for instance a managing director of a big company those eyebrows, those angled eyebrows can be very uh, beneficial, but you must just be aware of what it means when you change something on the outside, because it will definitely have an effect on the inside. Yes, and and I've now been thinking that, that people sometimes say when a couple have been married for a long time, they start to resemble one another. Yes, exactly. It happens because they start thinking the same. They start doing the same. The uh, behavior actually intertwines. And, and because they've been together for so long, their, their preferences become the same as well. So if you see a couple who has been together for, say, 50 years or so, and they really do not resemble each other at all, it would have been a very interesting road. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and, and something which is a completely uh, different topic, a topic on its own, but maybe you can just say a few things about it, is when, when people <clears throat> go to a specialist and have plastic surgery, um, how does that, because that's again the mind-body connection, so you change the body, how does that influence the mind? Yes, um, usually people are very um, much more self-confident when they have done plastic surgery, but they do not understand the changes that take place because most people just think, now that I've changed this, um, I feel more self-confident, I'm more happy with how I look, etc. And it's good and well, but it over time it, it, it changes how you are used to be, how you used to behave, how you used to think and act. I have a very good example, uh, if I can use Michael Jackson. Uh, He has changed his nose several times Mm -hmm. because he wanted a very uh, slim nose and um, he didn't like his broad nose. 
Now, when he grew up, he grew up with quite a few brothers and sisters. And the meaning of a, of a broad nose is that you feel comfortable to work within a group environment. And when he grew up, first he, he uh, developed his singing career together with his siblings and they sang together, so it was full group. But then when he, when he wanted to be a solo artist, he wanted his, to change his nose and his whole look. But let's just focus on the nose. Uh, so he went for an operation to narrow his nose. But being a single and or solo artist, he still didn't work all by himself. He had big teams doing uh, the music for him, the lighting, the choreography. He had always had dancers with him on the stage, etc. So his his work style did not change. Now the nose primarily reveals your work style and the broad nose fitted perfectly in his case because he had a great team of people working with him. Now after the, the first operation uh, it went good for a while, his narrow nose was beautiful and then after a while because his work style did not change, in other words he didn't suddenly become that solo artist who worked all by himself. He still had these teams around him. So the nose grew wider again. Mm. And he had several operations until there was no cartilage or anything left to work with anymore. And his nose started falling in because nothing about his work style has changed. Oh. He's, he's, he kept on working within a group environment and so the nose wanted to adjust to that accordingly. That's very, very interesting. And and it fits, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. It was it, it was this realization when I started studying the face profiling. It was this realization when I uh, looked started looking at celebrities and then I came across Michael Jackson. I thought, but this is exactly what happened here. And if he could only understand that, then he could, might have been able to make better choices. Mm-hmm. And a, a few minutes ago, you mentioned wrinkles. Now, they are the bane of many women's existence. <laughs> yes. And I learned to love every wrinkle on my face, on the other hand. <laughs> I know that people don't like wrinkles because they feel old they don't feel as pretty and as young anymore when they see the wrinkles on the face. But once they learn what the meaning of those wrinkles are, they actually learn to accept it better. Now, all of us want to be liked, we want to be loved, we want to be pretty, etc. But at some point, we have to realize that we live a life. And wrinkles on the face actually show a life lived with passion and you you grabbed life and you cried hard, you laughed hard and everything was, you felt life emotionally as well. Because wrinkles form um, after a, a succession of the same reaction and mostly emotional reaction to certain situations. So 
I can I can point out maybe a few of the wrinkles and yes, and the meaning thereof. One of the wrinkles that that uh, most people hate the most is the single deep uh, vertical wrinkle between the eyebrows. Now, I also have one, and my children used to say that um, they can scale my mood <laughs> according to that wrinkle. <laughs> And most people think it's it's an angry wrinkle, but it's it's actually not. We call it a dedication line. Now, if you have that wrinkle, you're in good company because Mother Teresa also had a very prominent dedication line. And what it basically means is that you can be very dedicated. Once you have put your mind onto something, then you will not allow anything to stand in your way until you have reached your goal or the end result. So it just means that you can be very dedicated, which in essence is a very good thing because we all want to be known as someone who can finish things and people can look up to us, etc., etc. But if you're not dedicated, you will seldom be able to finish anything that you've started. Mm, that's yeah. That gives it quite a different color if one thinks yes. of it like that. Yes. Are there any other other wrinkles you would like to refer to? Maybe one more. Yes, the other wrinkle that um, people don't like are those vertical wrinkles that runs from the side of the mouth downwards to the chin. Mm. Uh, because that is one of those wrinkles that, that people feel make them look old and sagging, etc. That wrinkle actually shows you that you have experienced some emotional pain and turmoil and that you have developed empathy for others because you know what it's like to go through that emotional pain. And you will find if you have one of one or on both sides of your of your mouth, uh, if you have those wrinkles, people tend to tell you their stories very easily. They they kind of sense that you you are the right person to speak to, and very very much so if they write because you have also experienced that emotional pain and you know what it's like, so you can empathize with people. Yeah, what I like about that example is that it exemplifies the what you always do when you analyze faces. You point out the challenge like experiencing emotional pain and the gift, which is empathy. Yes, yes that's, that's correct. And, and again, that shows that you have lived your life. Mm. Um, because wrinkles are actually the roadmap to your soul. It is it is so beautiful when you understand why you have why you have these wrinkles. It's like scars on the body. Um, some women think think that uh, scars on a man's face is very attractive. Now that scar tells a story, and so does wrinkles. Um, it's it's important to understand the meaning, and then you you connect with who you really are. And it's important to know that it's okay to have a wrinkle or two. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're now over the wall. It, it means, <laughs> just means that you, you are still living life passionately. Yeah, so, so if you um, 
make a profile, if you do the profile of someone's face, so it, it gives them a, a better idea of who they are and also they get more information on how to work with others, whether in a personal relationship or at work. Yes. Now, I have to point out something. When I look at a face, I look at the the two sides of the face, the left side and the right side, because each side represents something different. So the left side of, of your face represents uh, how you act at home. It's your true self, so to say. How you act at home and amongst close friends and family. The right side of your face represents how you act in in public, how you would socialize when you're making new friends, and also how you would mostly act when you're at work. Now, very few people have symmetrical faces. I have not come across one person, even those who had plastic surgery done, um, I have not come across one person who was 100% symmetrical. And the reason for that is that you don't have to display all the characteristics at home or the same characteristics at home than what you have to display at work. So, for instance, when you're a manager at work, you need to lead people, you need to delegate, etc. And and that is certain characteristics that you have to display in order to do your job well. But when you get home in the evening, it's not a desperate need that you have to manage everyone at home. You maybe have a family that is that are self-sufficient. You everyone has a say, and you have a more democratic, uh, democratic uh, family environment. You don't have this necessity to lead and delegate necessarily. All can work together, and you don't have to display that those aspects that you need at work. You don't need to uh, display at home, and that is when you look very closely at your face in the mirror, you would see that there are certain features on your face that that shows it. Maybe your eyebrows are not even the same. The right eyebrow in this case may have a bit of an angle and the left eyebrow may be a bit rounder. So that that shows the managing, the angled eyebrow would show the, the managing skills that you need at work and the rounded eyebrow on the left side will show the personal engagement that you need to have when you're at home. Yeah, so thank goodness there's a logical explanation if your face isn't quite <laughs> symmetrical. It's actually, I, I'm quite worried when I see someone with almost a symmetrical face because that means that they do not adjust to circumstances. They, they are always just the same. And uh, I don't think it's, it's always advisable not to uh, adjust to where you are and to adjust and show the, the characteristics that you need in specific situations. Mm-hmm. Now, Marty, what happens after a session uh, where you've um, analysed someone's face? Sure, I have so many different reactions, but... Most clients can't believe that someone finally acknowledges, acknowledges them and they feel they can move mountains. 
because a face profiling session is something that I do without prior knowledge. I don't know all the hang-ups you have. I don't know about the aunt that gave your self-confidence uh, hammering when she said something to you when you were 13. I just see your face and I can just analyze that. Uh, I have to tell you this, my husband used to answer when people asked, so what do you do, what do, you do for a living? My husband used to answer, she makes men cry. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, funny how it may seem, there's a sad truth in it because people really can't believe that someone only see them for who they are. And I have no expectations and I have no judgment. And that is so important because we live in a, a life usually and we form our, our personality based on what other people are expecting of us. And in the end, we start believing what others have to say about us, who they think we are, uh, what they think we can or cannot do. And we start shaping ourselves around that. And it's so unfair towards every individual to have to do that because the reason why people do that is because they want to be liked. And if someone says something that you experience as criticism, then it is, it is often uh, something that, that you maybe need to show. You can maybe just could have just learned to show it in a different way. But now that someone has said something and maybe a second person had said the same thing, now you believe this is who I am. And if they say so, then maybe this is who I am and, and how I am. And it's very unfair, actually. So, you know, with a face profiling session, I sit and I look at your, your facial prof, uh, features and I analyze it. And obviously, we all have talents and people tend to forget about their talents. And once we've finished with the session, then they feel so empowered that there's someone who can really see their talents because they, they knew it all along. But because other people told them differently, they stopped believing that they have talents. And there are also a few challenges that come to the fore because sometimes we, we are so busy with the basic, living the basic life that we forget that we need to improve ourselves all the time. So after a session, people uh, really feel empowered. They feel, feel better about themselves and they feel that somebody has really understood them for, and often it's once in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds like quite a gift. Yes, and they, they, it's, it's not really a gift. I mean, anyone can, can learn how to analyze a face. Yeah. But it's a gift to the person, yeah. yes. That's what I mean. To, it's a gift to, to receive. receive it. Yeah, yes. To be in a yes. safe, accepting space. Yeah, so the bottom line of the session, people mostly have courage to make the changes in their lives that they needed to make or face up to personal challenges. So I would say after the session, 
what people take away from it is mostly courage. Yes, and I know that you are now ex- you have now expanded your offering to include brain profiling and coaching as well. Yes. I was introduced to brain profiling and I immediately saw the supportive connection with face profiling. So where face profiling reveals the personality traits of a person, brain profiling points out left or right brain dominance. Now there's much more um, to it, but, but let's stick to the basics. And brain profiling also reveals where you may lack skills in order to make your whole brain work for you. So having the information gained from both face and brain profiling, a person is now would be able to understand why or he, he or she behaves in a certain manner. And I believe that only once you truly know yourself and understand yourself, you are ready to implement change in your life. And then with coaching, that is a natural continuous or continuing of knowing yourself, understanding yourself, realizing what needs to change, but now you don't know how to do it. And I really believe that the coaching process can help where I guide someone to find the best outcome and to support him during this process. Because it's very easy to say, Okay, now finally I've realized what I need to do, but I don't know how to start. And that is where the coaching comes in. Yes, and in our next podcast, then we will be focusing on the brain profiling and coaching part of your procedure. Yes. At Mati, could you please give us your, um, the name of your website? My website's name is www.profileworks. Dot com and profile works is spelled p r o f i l e w o r x and remember it's com and not coza so www.profileworks with an x.com and books you have been involved in yes i have um, written a book called your face puzzle and then afrikaans lagtaart van jou gesig the reason for the title is As I mentioned right in the beginning of our conversation, I believe that we have to look at the whole picture. We cannot just look at one little piece because we are not, we do not consist of only one aspect. Um, there's not only one aspect in our personality. So we have to look at all the aspects and put it together as an individual because we are all unique and the composition of facial features is unique on your face. So in this book, you will be able to read, get a basic introduction of uh, face profiling and how it works. There is also some interesting uh, chapters in the book. I have made, I have done some uh, analysis of some of the celebrities, South African celebrities, like uh, Rian Kraywagen, who is an old darling, uh, with everyone, and then uh, Katleho Mabui, who was in the news recently for not uh, such wonderful reasons, and then also the uh, specialist investigator, Mike Borlase. And after I've done the analysis for them, I also gave them the opportunity to give me feedback 
and there was no editing done on their feedback. It's as they gave it to me. So I didn't take out the bad parts. It's uh, uncut. What is the word? Good for <laughs> no. you. But anyway, there's also a book that I was involved in, um, Man or Monster, which was written by Carla van der Spey. And there we have looked at uh, criminals and how the process worked. Um, there were many uh, experts in the field because we wanted to find out whether there's a man behind the monster or a monster behind the man. Mm. And the only conclusion that we got to you have to read in the book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but regarding the face profiling, what we've done is they just gave me photographs. I didn't know what the offense was. I didn't know whether it was a short-term or a long-term sentence or whatever. But what I could do from the photographs, I could tell them how they would go about to commit a crime. What, what are the thinking processes how would they act? Would it be uh, an impulsive uh, crime? Would it be well planned, etc.? And it was so accurate that it was actually quite scary. So it it is a very interesting book to read, not only about face profiling, but also about quite a few other modal modalities uh, included there. Yes, and I, if I remember correctly, your books are all uh, the books are all available on your website. Yes, unfortunately, Man or Monster is now out of print. So, um, and the Afrikaans uh, version of my book, Lachkart van Elke is also out of print. So, uh, it will be available again soon. But the English version, Your Face Puzzle, is still available. You can order directly from the website. Right. And then uh, just give us a short rundown of your services, please. Okay, first of all, there's the individual face profiling sessions. Then I have something called couples compatibility sessions, where I have a, a couple coming to me and I look at the differences and the similarities between them and what the possible areas of conflict are. So it's very helpful in a, in a relationship to know and understand yourself and your partner and how to interact with each other and maybe change or adjust an, an approach to, towards each other. Then I also offer training to individuals. I'm currently busy with an, developing an online course, which makes it easier in these times. Uh, but I will announce that on the website once it's done. Then I also do talks um, at Kitchen Teas. The bride-to-be brings a photograph of her groom and I tell her what to expect of him and how to approach him and where the possible areas of conflict may be. And it's quite fun uh, to, to realize you are going to be married to this person now. <laughs> and <laughs> this, the, you have a little advantage as to what to expect and how to, to approach him. Then I also have motivational uh, talks at ladies' mornings, etc., um, I have a presentation called Love Yourself, Warts and All, where I give a little bit of information of what the meaning of certain uh, features are and how it's okay to be yourself, how it's okay just to, doesn't matter what you look like, but, but we are all different and we want to be different, but yet we also 
want to follow what the others do. So it's okay to love yourself, warts and all. Then on the corporate side, it's more serious. Uh, I have I do public speaking. I have a presentation there called From Zero to Hero in Five Seconds. And that is aimed on understanding your colleagues and understanding your clients. Because most uh, companies, if they do a presentation, uh, they have a, a worked-out presentation that they offer to all clients. Now, it would be not be successful. Your clients won't relate to the same presentation because each of us have different needs how people, as to how people communicate with us. So I also do uh, sales training, where it's very beneficial for your salespeople. Also, there are a few things that you need to know when you sell something to someone, and that is... Uh, how how you should give the information to him. If he has a very straightforward, for instance, you would give it to him in steps and you have would have a logical approach, whereas when a person has a slanted for it, you would be more descriptive and, and create a picture uh, selling your product or service. Then also team building. It's very, very important if you are a, a team that need to work together, it's important for you to understand each other. And if you understand why the other person maybe irritate you because they have a certain way of working, then it would be easier to adjust your approach and they could also understand why it irritates you. And so you can work out uh, how to get along better and improve your, your working relationship. So team building is, is quite a, a nice way to need to learn to to understand your colleagues then i also do conflict management where people are really uh, in a time they really need to work together but can't uh, then i step in and and we do something similar to the couples compatibility consultation then lastly in hr when you have a short list of candidates you sometimes don't know who to choose because the qualifications may be similar, the uh, experience field might, may be similar, and you like both people. You say it, it came down to two candidates. You like both of them, and you don't know who to choose. Then we can start looking at what is needed for this specific specific job. So if it, if it has to be someone who works with people, we would look at the rounder aspects like the rounded uh, eyebrows and chin, etc. But if it's a, an analyst, for instance, then if you have a person with straight eyebrows and a straight chin, just to name two features, it would be more advisable to take that person because he's mostly focused on facts and not people. And it's also not necessary for him to be focused on people when he's an analyst. Yeah, so many practical applications. Yes. Yeah. Now, Marty, it's time for your three best tips on accepting who you are. Yes, I, I like this challenge to, to give three best tips. I first thought, oh, what, what can I say about it? But... I get so excited when people realize that they, are, they can be who they are. So here's some tips to accept who you are. 
there will always be someone who hates you and someone who adores you. If you change, there will be always someone who hates you and someone who adores you. So you might as well save some time and just be yourself. The second one is when you know your true self, you become empowered. When you accept yourself, you become invincible. And the third one is if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. Yeah, that is quite quite a profound couple of statements you've got there. Thank you, Marty. And now it's fun question time. <laughs> I'm nervous. Oh, are you? <laughs> now, it's, it's not terrible. You're not going to get any marks. Uh, let's transport ourselves to the realm of the imagination. Uh, today I'm thinking of fairy tales. Now, do you think there's a good reason why fairies have pointy ears? <laughs> That's quite an interesting question. Yes, I think so. Because they are the diplomats. And you can only see them when you believe you can see them. And once you can see them, you can start talking to them. And you will have all these questions to ask them. But because of those pointy ears, they are very diplomatic and they can put you in place in a very diplomatic way. <laughs> thank you, Marty, and thank you for your time. Uh, to our listeners, thanks so much for listening. You can look out for the bonus episode following this one on how Marty combines face profiling with brain profiling and coaching. It would be lovely if you would rate and review Calm, Care and Helpful where you download your podcasts. Please subscribe to the series if you don't want to miss the bonus episodes. Calm, Care and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me, Mariette Sneeman, and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneeman. Wishing you a week of ease and clarity till next Tuesday at 9 